Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. I'm Tony Newmark, and this is Parshat Vayera on Purely Pshat. Let's go. So the first Elias speaks about the three angels visiting Avraham. So God appeared to him in the plains of Mamre when he was sitting in the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. And he looked around and he saw three men in front of him. So he ran over towards them from the entrance of the tent and he bowed down to the ground in front of them. And he said, my lords, if I find favor in your eyes, please don't go away from your servant. Please let me bring you some water so that you can wash your feet and lie down underneath the tree. And I'll get bread for you so that you can satisfy your hearts. And after that, you can go on because you have visited your servant. And they said, okay, do what you suggested. So Avram ran to Sarah's tent and he said, quick, get three seah of sifted flour and prepare them and make loaves. And then Avram ran to the cattle and he took tender, good, calves and he gave them to his young one and then he hurried to prepare them he took cream milk and these calves that he prepared and he put them in front of them and he stood over them under the tree as they ate and they said to him where's Sarah your wife he said she's here in the tent and he said I will be returning here at this time next year and your wife Sarah will have a son and Sarah heard this from the front of her tent which was right behind them and Avram and Sarah were old and in their days. And Sarah stopped having her woman's cycle. And Sarah laughed inside. And she said, after I'm old, will I also have pleasurable skin? And my husband is also so old. So God said to Avram, why did Sarah laugh? And why did she say, is it really true that I'll give birth even though I'm old? Is anything hidden from God? I will come back to you at this time next year and Sarah will have a son. The second Aliyah concludes this section and says, Sarah denied it. She said, I didn't laugh because she was afraid. And he said, no, you did laugh. The second Aliyah continues with the section of Avraham pleading for Sodom and Amorah. So they got up from there and they looked over onto Sodom and Avraham went with them and escorted them out. And God said, how could I conceal from Avraham what I'm doing? Avraham will be a great and powerful nation and all the nations of the world will be blessed through him because I know him because he instructs his sons and his entire household to keep the way of God to act with charity and justice so that God will bring Avraham everything that he said he would so God said since the outcry of Stoma and Amora is so great and their sin has become so grave I will go down now and see if they've actually caused the outcry that reached me and there will be destruction and if not I'll know. So they turned from there and went to stone and Avraham was still present before God and Avraham turned to God and he said are you also going to destroy the righteous with the wicked? Maybe there are 50 righteous men within the city. Are you still going to destroy it and not spare the place for the sake of those 50 righteous people who are there? To do such a thing like this, to put to death 
the righteous with the wicked, making the innocent equal with the guilty, would desecrate you. How could the judge of the entire earth not perform justice? So God replied, if I find in stone 50 righteous people within the city, I'll forgive the entire city for their sake. So Avram responded and said, I want to speak with God. I am dust and ashes. What if the 50 righteous men will be missing five? Will you destroy the entire city because of those five? He said, I won't destroy it if I find 45. So Avram continued and he spoke to him and he said, what if there are 40 found there? And he said, I won't do it for the sake of 40. And he said, please don't let God's anger be kindled. And let me say, what if 30 will be found there? He said, I won't do it if I find 30 there. So he said, please, I want to speak to God. What if 20 people were found there? And he said, I won't destroy it for the sake of 20. And then he said, please don't let God's anger be kindled. Let me speak once more. What if 10 people were found there? And he said, I won't destroy it for the sake of 10. And when he finished speaking to Avram, God left and Avram returned home. The third aliyah consists of the following sections. The angels come to destroy Stom and save Lot. And Lot is saved and Stom and Amora are destroyed. So the angels come to destroy Stom and save Lot. So the two angels came to Stom at night and Lot was at the gate of Stom. And he saw them and he went up to greet them and he bowed down face to the ground. And he said, look, please, Come to your servant's house, stay overnight, wash your feet, and you can get up early and go on your way. They said, no, we'll stay overnight in the streets. And he urged them strongly. So they came towards him. And when they came into his house, he made them a feast and he baked matzahs for them and they ate. And before they went to bed, the people of Stone surrounded the house, both young and old people, and the entire population from every end. And they called out to Lot and they said, where are the men that came to you tonight? Bring them out to us and let us know them. So Lot came to them at the entrance and he shut the door behind him and he said, My brothers, please don't act evil. I have two daughters who have never known a man. I'll bring them out to you and you could do to them as you please. But please don't do anything to these men because they have come under the shelter of my roof. And they told him to get out of the way. They said, you're the one who came to live in this city, and now you're judging us? Now we'll treat you worse than them. So they pushed hard on Lot, and they came forward to try to break the door. But the men stretched out their hands and brought Lot to them into the house, and they shut the door. And they struck the men who were at the entrance of the house, and they blinded them, both young and old, who were struggling to find the entrance. And they said to Lot, who else is here, a son-in-law? your own sons, your daughters, get anyone you have in the city out of this area because we are going to destroy this place because the outcry is so great before God and God has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went and spoke to his sons-in-laws and the fiancés of his daughters and he said, get moving and get out of here. God is going to destroy this city. But it seemed funny in the eyes of his sons-in-law. In the next section, Lot is saved and Stom and Amora are destroyed. So as dawn was breaking, the angels hurried Lot and he said, get up and take your wife and your two daughters who are there with you so that you won't be wiped out because of the city's sins. 
but he was slow, and out of God's pity for him, they took hold of his hand, his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters, and they took him out, and they placed him outside the city. And then when they took him outside, they said, go, flee for your life, run for your life, don't look behind you, and don't stand in the entire plain here. Go to the mountains, so that you won't be wiped out. And Lot said to them, please, my God, please do not. Right now your servant has found favor in your eyes and your kindness because you saved my life and it was great, but I cannot flee to the mountain because there might be evil over there and I'll die. But here, there's a city that I can flee to that's close. Can I not just run here and my life be spared? The fourth Aaliyah continues. And he said to him, I'm giving you special permission that I won't overturn the city that you named. So hurry and go there now, because I will not be able to do anything until after you arrive. And the city was therefore named Soar. And as the sun rose up, Lot went to Soar. And God caused sulfur to rain down onto the cities of Stom and Amorah. And it came from God, from the sky. And he turned over these cities and the entire plains with everything inside the cities, everyone that lived there and all the vegetation there. And his wife looked from behind where she was and she became a pillar of salt. And Avraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before God and he looked over Sodom and Amorah and over that entire area. And he saw that smoke was rising from the earth. And when God destroyed these cities, he remembered Avraham. So, when he overturned the cities that Lot was living in, he sent Lot away from the destruction. The next section speaks about Lot having children from his daughters. So Lot left Soar, and he settled in the mountains with his two daughters because he was afraid to live in Soar. And he lived in a cave with them. And the older daughter said to the younger daughter, our father is getting old, and there's no man in this land to marry us in the typical way. So let's give our father wine so that he can drink it and we'll lie with him and we'll have children from our father. So they gave their father wine to drink on that night and the older one came to Lot and she lied with her father and he didn't know that she was lying down and she didn't know when she got up. So then on the next day, the older one said to the younger one, last night I lied with my father. Let's give him wine to drink tonight too and you'll go and lie with him, and we'll have children from our father again. So again, they made their father drink on that night too, and the younger one got up and she lied with him, and he wasn't aware of her lying down with him or her getting up. And Lot's two daughters conceived from their father. The older one had a son, and she named him Moab. He is the father of Moab to this day, and the younger one also had a son, and she named him Ben-Ami. He's the father of the people of Ammon to this day. The next section, Avimelech seizes Sarah. So Avraham traveled away from that area and he went to the land of Negev and he settled between Kadesh and Shur and he lived in Gerar. So Avraham, when he went to the city, said about his wife Sarah that she is my sister. And Avimelech, the king of Gerar, sent for Sarah and he took her. And God came to Avimelech in a dream at that night. And he said to him, you are going to die because of the woman that you've taken, because she's a married woman. But Abimelech had not come near her yet. So he said, God, would you kill a righteous nation? 
He said to me, she's my sister. And she also said that he's my brother. I've done this with innocence of my heart and the purity of my hands. So God responded to him in that dream. I know that you did this with the innocence of your heart. I have prevented you from sinning against me. And that's why I didn't give you the ability to touch her. So return this man's wife because he is a prophet and he'll pray for you and you can live. But if you do not return her, you will die, both you and everything that's yours. So Avimelech got up early in the morning and he called for all of his servants and he told them about everything that happened to him. And his men became frightened. So Avimelech called Avram and he said to him, what have you done to us? What have I sinned against you that you brought this upon me and upon my kingdom? This great sin. You have caused this on me, which never happened before. And Abimelech said to Avraham, what led you to do this? So Avraham said, because I said, surely there's no fear of God in this place and they will kill me because of my wife. Besides, she really is my sister. She's my father's daughter, but not my mother's daughter. And she became my wife. And when God caused me to leave from my father's house, I said to her, do me a favor, whatever place that we go, you should say, he is my brother. So Avimelech took flocks, cattle, servants, and maids, and he gave them to Avraham. And he returned his wife Sarah to him. And Avimelech said, here is my land before you. You could settle wherever you like. And he said to Sarah, look, I've given thousands of pieces of silver to your brother. That should be a distraction for you and all of those who are with you that you can prove to everybody. And Avraham prayed to God and God healed Avimelech, his wife, his handmaids, and they were all relieved because God shut down all of those things in Avimelech's household because of Sarah, Avraham's wife. The next section is the birth of Yitzchak. So God remembered Sarah like he said he would and he did to Sarah like he told her. So Sarah had a son to Avraham in his old age at the time that God told him. And Avraham named his son who has just been born to him, who Sarah had for him. He named him Yitzchak. And Avraham circumcised his son when he was eight days old, like God commanded him. The fifth Aliyah continues, Avraham was a hundred years old when his son Yitzchak was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made me happy. Whoever hears about this will be happy for me. And she said, how is it? Who said to Avraham that Sarah would nurse a child? Because I have borne a son to him in his old age. And the child grew and developed. And on the day that Yitzchak was fully developed, Avraham made a great feast. The next section speaks about Avraham's expulsion of Hagar and Ishmael. So Sarah saw that the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, who she had for Avraham, her son became depraved. And Sarah said to Avraham, get rid of this handmaid and her son. The son of this handmaid cannot share the inheritance with my son, with Yitzchak. And his son disturbed Avraham a lot. And God said to him, don't be disturbed about the boy and about your handmaid. Whatever Sarah tells you though, listen to her because your descendants will be through Yitzchak. So listen to her voice. I will also make the son of the handmaid into a great nation because he is your descendant. 
So Avram got up early in the morning and he took bread and a leather pouch full of water and he gave them to Hagar. And he placed them on her shoulder with the boy and he sent them away. And so she went. She wandered in the desert of Beersheba. And when the water was depleted from the leather pouch, she sent the child under one of the bushes and she went and sat down some distance away about two bow shots away and she said I don't want to see the boy die so she sat from afar and she cried loudly and wept and God heard the boy's cry and an angel of God called to Agar from the heaven and he said to her what's the matter Agar don't be afraid because God heard the boy's cry according to his current circumstances so get up and pick up the boy and grab hold of him because I will make him into a great nation. So God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. So she went and filled the pouch with water and gave the boy water to drink. And God was with the boy and he grew up and he lived in the desert and he became an archer. He settled in the desert of Paran and his mother found him a wife from the land of Egypt. The sixth Aliyah speaks about Avimelech making a covenant with Avraham. So at that time, Avimelech and Pichol, his army general, said to Avraham, God is with you in everything that you do. So swear to me here by God that you won't deceive me or my son or my grandson. In the same way, I've been kind to you. So do the same to me, to the land that you live. And Avraham said, I will swear. Avraham argued with Avimelech about the well of water that the servants of Avimelech were seizing. And Avimelech said, I don't know who did this thing. You never told me about it. And I never heard about it until today. So Avram took flocks and cattle and he gave them to Avimelech. And they both formed a covenant. And Avram placed seven female lambs by themselves. And Avimelech said to Avram, what are these seven female lambs that you put here by themselves? And he said, you are going to take these seven female lambs from my hand as proof that I have dug this well. And the place was therefore named Be'er Sheva, because the two of them took an oath, and they formed a covenant in Be'er Sheva. Abimelech and Pichol, his army general, got up, and they returned to the land of the Plishtim. So he planted an orchard there in Be'er Sheva, and he proclaimed there in the name of God, the God of the world. So Avram dwelt in the land of the Plishtim for several days. The seventh Aliyah speaks about the Akedah, and the birth of Rivka. So, the Akedah. After these things, God tested Avraham. And he said, Avraham, I'm here. He said, please take your son, your only one, who you love, Yitzchak, and go to the land of Moriah and bring him up there for a burnt offering on one of the mountains, the mountain that I will tell you. So Avraham got up early in the morning and he saddled his donkey and he took two young men with him and his son Yitzchak and he cut wood for a burnt offering and he left and he went to the place that God was telling him and on the third day Avraham looked around and he saw from afar and he said to his young men stay here with the donkey while I go with the boy and we will bow down there and return to you so Avraham took the wood for the burnt offering and he put it on his son Yitzchak and he took into his hand fire and a knife and they both went together 
And Yitzchak spoke to Avram, his father, and he said, My father. And he responded, I'm here, my son. And he said to him, Here is the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Avram said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And they both went together. And they came to the place where God told them about. And Avram built an altar there. And he arranged the wood and he tied his son Yitzchak and he placed him on the altar, on the wood. So Avram stretched out his hand and he took the knife, ready to slaughter his son. But an angel of God called to him from the heaven. He said, Avram, Avram. And he said, I'm here. He said, don't stretch out your hand to the boy or do the slightest thing to him. Because now I know that you are a God-fearing man and that you did not withhold your son, your only son from me. So Avram looked around and he saw that there was a ram that was caught in a tree by its horns. So Avram went and he took the ram and offered it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Avraham named that place Adonai Yireh. And to this day, it's the mountain that God was seen. Then an angel of God called to Avram a second time from the heavens and he said, I myself have sworn, says God, that because you have done this thing and you did not withhold your son, your only son, I will bless you and I will multiply your descendants like the stars of the heavens and like the sand in the seashore. And your descendants will inherit the cities of their enemies. And all the nations of the world will be blessed through your children because you listened to my voice. So Avram returned to the young men who were with him and they got up and they went together to Beersheba. And Avraham stayed in Beersheba. The final section of the Parsha is the birth of Rivka. So then after these things happened, Avram was told, Milka has given birth to sons from Nahor, your brother. Utz is the firstborn, Booz, his brother, Kemuel, who's the father of Aram, Kesed, Chazopildash, Yidlaf, and Besuel. Besuel was the father of Rivka. And Milka had these eight children for Nahor, Avraham's brother. And his concubine, whose name was Reumah, also gave birth to Tevach, Gacham, Tachash, and Macha. This was Parshat Vayera on Purely Pshat. I'm Tony Newmark. Have a great Shabbat.